This is Nadine Thompson. Welcome to the Business of Pleasure. I live life to enjoy it. I come from a family of strong women. Because at the end of the day, everybody's doing it. People need to stop being so hush-hush about everything. Welcome to our podcast, a weekly discussion with people who are in the business of pleasure. Brought to you by Bedroom Candy, a sexual health and wellness company. Once a week, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the sexual health industry, entrepreneurship, relationships, and empowerment. Join me, Nadine Thompson, president of Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties, on this journey of self-discovery as we wash away age-old stigmas about sexuality, self-love, and to learn about the lives of the people that make their living in the business of pleasure. Welcome to this week's episode of The Business of Pleasure, presented to you by Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties. Bedroom Candy is a sexual health and wellness company and brainchild of Grammy-winning singer and songwriter and star of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Miss Candy Burris. On this week's episode, we have with us Miss Sonia Benson. Sonia, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Oh, great. It's wonderful to have you on this week. Really excited to talk to you. Um, And I'm going to read a little bit of your bio so our listeners um, can be a little more familiar with you. Sonia, this is your second time on the podcast with us. And again... Yes, I'm I'm excited (laughs) to be back, too. Thank you. Great. Sonia is a well-known and respected clairvoyant healer, Reiki practitioner, light worker, minister, and life coach in the Washington metropolitan area. Actually, you're in Silver Spring, right? Yes, I am in Silver Spring. You have a really great friend out there. One of my best friends actually (laughs) lives in Silver Spring. I've got to get you guys together. Uh, Sonia collaborated with the founding management and facilitation of the Ascend Spiritual Flight Academy, along with her late husband, master coach, and reverend Ron Davis and partner, Chet Raymond. She co-created the Academy in July 2004. So that's really exciting, Sonia. And also in the last three years, Sonia has been, well, is it three years or two and a half years? Been a part. It's, it's two and a half now. Yes. It's hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. She's been a part of Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties. Uh, Sonia is one of our top uh, consultants and just a really amazing woman. Um, one of the oh, things that you. I love about um, your bio and one of the things that I know you do is that before working with Ascend, you founded and provided workshop facilitation and life coaching through your own private practice called Doing You, and I love it because it's D-E-W-I-N-G. Through Doing You, Sonia supported women in the reclaiming of themselves, their lives, their bodies, and their power. Sonia, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Doing You? Sure, I would love to. Um, Yeah, Doing You is, um, and I love, thank you for mentioning the, talking about uh, how much you like the name. It's actually been one that um, I collaborated with a girlfriend to come up with just the right name. And once we got it, I just knew that was it. So um, for me, doing you is my life's work. It is um, where I support 
um, uh, women primarily, but women and, and men, because I do have men that are clients, um, in actually getting clear about what matters most in their lives for them and supporting them with um, clearing away, kind of like clearing away the cobwebs of stuff that has gotten in the way of them really authentically expressing themselves um, uh, for, for who they really are. So to me, I support my clients and um, really give them permission to be who they are mm-hmm. and to uh, move past some of the limiting conversations that they've had about what they need to do versus what they really want to do. Right, right. So that's that's doing you in a synopsis. <laughs> um, and I'm really <laughs> and I'm really delighted to kind of be back to doing that work and adding bedroom candy as a component of that. Yeah. I like what you said about um doing you in in being who you want to be. What did you say being who you want to be? Um, yeah, versus who you think you're supposed to be. Uh, being as, because for a long time, I know that for me, and I see it as part of my own personal development, you know, I went from being a child and having wild dreams about who I wanted to be and, and having, an, a, you know, I thought a great imagination. And one of my teachers, who was a nun, actually um saw that as a negative she kind of made right. a, a negative comment about me having too much creativity and imagination um oh. and so i went from that to you know in my teenage years more rebellious years having some really great ideas about what i thought i could be a model and an entertainer and wanting to do all that sort of fancy stuff and then i went on to wanting to do things that i thought would please my parents particularly my father you know i was going to be a nurse a nurse or a lawyer because i thought those were the things that would make them proud and i think my desire at that time was really to make my parents proud they were hard-working immigrants and i wanted them to be able to feel proud of what their children accomplished in this new world it took me um really until my 40s before I finally was able to even begin to allow myself to think about what it is I really wanted to be and who I really was and what my talents were. And I spent a long time sort of listening to people tell me what they thought I was good at as opposed to having an internalized idea about what I felt confident about and what I really knew I was good at. Um, and, you know, even in doing this podcast, I find that I really love it because I love relationships and I like talking to people. But most of all, I love hearing people's stories, um, storytelling and helping people to tell their stories is something that um, I really love and enjoy doing. And so in this part of my life, it's just interesting to see how as you mature, you begin to you know, allow yourself to be just who you are. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and and actually, uh, Nadine, you're not the only one. It's not unusual for a lot of us um, to have uh, well-meaning parents 
Um, but well-meaning parents who have their own idea about what it is that you should be up to in the world. Um, and very few um, parents that really get uh, understand that you really have the opportunity to be listening to your child and hearing the gifts that are present and supporting them in manifesting who they are. Wow. And so very often, um, very early in life, we're put in this um, kind of shell of a prison, and then you spend the rest of the time trying to break out of that shell, if you ever do, because, of course, we know people that uh, never really click into who they are, uh, who manifest the gifts that they were supposed to bring um, and deliver because they feel so confined and so afraid uh, because of somehow betraying uh, either their parents or society in general. Yes, absolutely. I think that's absolutely correct. And, you know, it's even hard. I'm a parent of two young adults, and it is so hard for me to be, to hold myself back from dictating what I right. think they should be doing. And I am really not settled with it. I mean, I, you know, really admire those parents who, you know, are able to hold their kids to the straight and narrow and have them go to the right schools and go to the right college and then go to the right graduate school. It's really, you know, interesting to see that and to see people kind of, um, you know, become successful adults and able to earn a living and, and do the things that your parents think you should do. And, you right. know, then you talk to some of these people again when they get to my age or in their 40s or 50s, they start thinking, okay, I did the doctor thing, I did the lawyer thing, I was a great accountant, and, you know, now I'm thinking I really want to be a musician or I really want to do photography or, you know, I'm... 38 and I thought I wanted the high powered job but I've decided I'm getting married and I want to stay home and raise kids and it's right. okay for women to be able to make that decision I remember thinking about the fact that it is a great choice for women to decide gosh what I really love doing is being at home with my babies and that's okay and, and that needs to be respected right. you know not everybody the definition of feminism doesn't mean that you have to be out working a 60 hour week in a suit that that's not every woman's idea of accomplishment accomplishment could be just raising a happy baby you know um, exactly exactly yeah and really uh, actually slowing down enough so that we can um tap into and hear what it is that they are supposed to be up to. because And that, that's not an easy thing, because if you have not even for yourself tapped in what you get to be up to and really are clear for yourself that, okay, this is me authentically expressing myself in the world and this is my purpose, it would be challenging to actually be a stand for someone else including your children when exactly. you know it's easy for you you to kind of still continue living in the box that you that you've been that's been made for you exactly but the um, poet Rumi actually says um that our children are not ours they come through us but they're not yours and so there's an opportunity to allow them to be who they are meant to be right um and to really be a guide more more so than um a dictator who puts them into boxes Exactly, exactly. So this is the business of pleasure, and I love this because... <laughs> 
You know, we're not talking about, um, you know, sex and sexuality right now, but we're going to get there. Um, yes. Um, and I think that the business of pleasure, when we think about being who you are, that confidence in allowing yourself or being able to express yourself, you know, who you are authentically, I think is a part of the whole pleasure business because I think in order to be a good partner sexually, one of the great things is that you've got to be comfortable with yourself and your own sexuality. Exactly. Um, and yeah. so the process of, you know, being comfortable with who you are authentically, tra- you know, also transfers to who you are as a sexual partner or as a sexual being, I should say. Do you have any thoughts exactly. about that? Yeah, well, I mean, even the uh, idea of being in love, and I don't mean in love in a relationship, but being in love in your life, like you loving what you do would make you a better partner because you bring that expression with you into that partnership. So this is you actually feeling good and enjoying your life and then bringing that to the bedroom. Then you're bringing a different person than someone who's depleted and needing to be filled up or someone who is coming with a whole set of, you know, I'm exhausted and I've been beat down all day. And now what I'm bringing is, um, you know, an energy of, of depletion to the bedroom. Right. So imagine feeling up all day with pleasure um, at the hands of loving what I do and then bringing that into the bedroom um, so that you are so charged and full of energy and excited that, you know, how could you not then share that with a partner and, 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 and have that be a very loving space? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you put that so well. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I think part of being in a relationship or a sexual relationship, it's a give and take, as I understand. I mean, understanding mm-hmm. what makes your partner happy, what gives them pleasure, what arouses them, all of those things. But it's equally important to know what arouses you, what gives you pleasure, what do you like, how do you like to be held, how do you like to be touched. Those are all important aspects of you know, your sexuality and, and your your experience. And so, you know, I think, you know, you I often hear people say when you're with a partner who really understands what they love and can tell you what they love, it just makes it easier because you know what gives them pleasure because they know what gives them pleasure. And it's really exactly. hard sometimes for young couples because they're just trying to figure each other out. Um, exactly. And so yeah. there's a lot of a lot that comes with age and time when you know what makes your partner happy and what makes them aroused and what gives them pleasure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah and given that the brain is the largest sex organ that we have, uh, the idea that somehow uh, all day long I'm going to use my brain to keep myself in a and keep myself in a prison and not express what I really love or know what I love outside of the bedroom but that I'm going to, you know, automatically know it inside the bedroom. It's almost like this compartmentalization of, okay, so I'm going to be one way, one person outside of the bedroom and another person inside. Right. So right. there's just an opportunity to say, okay, so this whole brain gets to, you know, if it's me using my brain to recognize what I love in all areas of my life, not just in right. the bedroom, well, it will, of course, enhance what happens in the bedroom. Exactly. Exactly. That's great. That's great. Sonia, one of the things I 
really wanted to talk to you about um, on this episode of The Business of Pleasure um, is the whole concept of understanding your why. Um, It is something that I have talked about a lot in my over 20 years in this industry, and it was one of those light bulb moments for me when I heard um, a speaker talk about, um, you know, what is your compelling vision? Her name was Katerina Rand- Rando, and I just Ooh. loved her talk. And she talked about she talks she uses the term, "What is your compelling vision? What is that thing that wakes you up in the morning, or when you get up in the morning? What is it that you know you're pursuing? What is the thing that inspires you?" And I always, you know, I've always been, I've always loved that concept. And um, I started talking to consultants about really figuring out what their why is in the business, you know, Um, because when you join a company that's a party plan company like Bedroom Candy and you sign up to be a consultant and you sign up to have your own entrepreneurial style business, your, you know, your work from home business, um, Usually people have some idea, and I say some idea, some fantasy about why they want to do this. In at uh-huh. Bedroom Candy Boutique parties, it could be that they just love sex and they love sex toys and they think it'll be a lot of fun to be selling right, these right. products. You know, so they, they immediately think, I love to party, I love sex, I love doing this, this is what I want to do. And then there are other people who are very entrepreneurial minded and think, I want to make money. I love the whole party, home party industry. I love doing parties. I could do it. Whether I'm selling Tupperware or lipstick or sex toys, I just want an entrepreneurial opportunity and I'm going into it because I want to be in business. And then you meet some people that love the whole sort of network marketing idea of building teams and being around people and leading a team and making money and traveling around the country. And then there's people that are saying, you know, I I want to be able to do extra things. I love my job as a school teacher. I love my job as an administrator or a nurse, but I'm making a fixed 45000 a year and I really have $145,000 a year dreams. And so I yeah. want to do some sort of business that's going to provide me with the money to go on great vacations and do fun things. And so I often talk to consultants about what is their why what are the things what is the thing that motivates them and in our conversation Sonia we've talked a lot about your why you've been with Bedroom Candy Uh for two and a half years and really in the last six months your why has become really fully clear to you and we've talked a little bit about it but I would love for you to share with our listeners on the business of pleasure um about your journey in discovering your why. Sure, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's funny, just as you said, when um, it, it's, what it's evolved so much, and it's been pretty interesting um, for me to witness the evolving, because I really have been just being present to, again, what I love, and getting more and more honest and authentic about that. So, um, 
as um, I, you know, from the initial when my girlfriend uh, encounter, uh, called me all excited and said, oh, my gosh, I just went to a bedroom candy party and you have got to go check this out because this is right up your alley. And um, it was just a delight to have her, of course, know me so well and know that this was a perfect fit. So I called and I went to my sponsor's house and um, she showed me the, the line and I fell in love immediately. But the falling in love was with the product. So what really was my why initially was just being so in love. I couldn't put the toys down. So I'm sitting up there holding on to them and massaging them in my hand while I'm asking her, okay, so where can I sign up? Because I was just so in love with the quality. I was in love with how uh, and, and all of the possibilities. Like I just knew this is something I can get behind. Because often I have a lot of people in my world, obviously, because I've done so many workshops and trainings and teachings. I have a ton of people who um, know me and that I often refer things to and say, hey, this is something else that I love. I, you know, I'm kind of like that whole Oprah, the, the things that I love. Mm-hmm. So folks in my world know that when I love something, I share it. Right. So, um, so that was initially, it was me getting back into the workforce after my husband passing and deciding, I know I can't go back to a job. I'm way too beyond that at this point in my life because I left corporate America in 2003. So it just felt like um, this is a natural, um, this is actually going to be a natural way for me to get started back to what I love with teaching women to do you and doing you. So I thought, okay, so this is going to be perfect. Um, and that was my initial why. And so I thought, yeah, this is what I'm in it for. I love, And I would say this at every party. Like, I'm here because I love teaching women. And I love teaching women about their sexuality. And I love having them, you know, discover more about themselves. And, um, and it, as uh, the time went on, and, and also if you had asked me at that beginning, oh, well, do you want a team? Nah, not interested in that. <laughs> because what I like doing is teaching and not really interested in needing to recruit and all that stuff. It just felt like it was going to be the work that I was just not interested in. And it uh, was funny because in January of this year, um, after doing the regional training in Maryland, when you put the invitation out for all of the um, consultants on the um, advisory council to say, hey, would you like to do a uh, training in your area. Mm-hmm. I, uh, me and an, another uh, CAC member organized the training in Maryland and it just lit me up. And wow. it's funny because in December, I think I was starting to feel this drag mm-hmm. of, ah, I could do a party. I don't have to. It's like all of a sudden the carrot just become, became a little less appealing. It was like, oh yeah, I have that carrot. I could do that. I could go after that, but it just wasn't really getting me very excited anymore right and um but doing the training just all of a sudden reignited this new passion mm-hmm. and i love teaching the of being you know putting that whole training together and supporting the consultants in our area and all of a sudden i was just like oh my gosh you know so i hope their business are, businesses are going well and what do they need and i told um our trainer rita hey i think we need to do a survey to ask them like how are your businesses going and what's missing and what do you need to do and i'm thinking well you're telling rita that's what she or corporate needs to do maybe that's what you need to do and I started getting clear, this is actually what you're enjoying more. So as my team started growing over the last 
um, six months. Um, I was up one night, I don't know, probably at my typical 11 o'clock at night, midnight, possibly even one, sending out messages to team members and doing stuff and getting stuff done, working with my team. And I thought, you do see this, how differently you're working, right? You do realize that if this was a party, you'd be like, oh, I'll just, I, I, I'll work on this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But because this is about a team and empowering other people, you're actually up, like, trying to find new ways that you can support this team. And I realized, oh, my gosh, that's a bigger carrot for me <laughs> than doing the parties. I love doing the parties, but the bigger carrot is actually empowering my team and having them win. And all of a sudden, there's this whole shift in terms of what I was really interested in. Right, right. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. So it's, it's, I feel I now have felt so inspired, and the in, even with the shift of um, being interested now in growing the team or supporting other people, it has been. I've been. It's been so easy now to attract new team members. Like I have ten people right now that are trying to sign up, so I'm in the process of getting them <laughs> with whatever it means in terms of collecting the money and doing what's necessary to get signed up. But it feels like now all of a sudden that's the focus. It's supporting people and changing their life, changing their lives, and using bedroom candy to do it. That's exactly it. I mean that that is what was so inspiring to me. So you did the shift from sort of thinking more about yourself and what this business means yeah. to you, and trying to find your why. Like, why am I doing this, and what am I getting out of this? So there's the I I I piece, which is what you think your why usually is. It's about what's yeah. in this for me, because that's the way we're kind of trained to think when you're looking at any of those self-help books. It's always really about, a lot of it is about, I, I, what do I need? How do I get happy? How do I find joy? How do I find purpose? How do I get rich? How do I get prosperous? I mean, there's always this I conversation. And then it's really interesting when you move away from that and you find yourself growing and moving away from that and you begin realizing that, you know, sometimes helping other people can be yes. even more powerful than just helping yourself. Yes. And one of the things yeah. that became clear to me, and, and I was thinking about it as you were talking, is that what I say to people about this industry is that from a business perspective, this is the only business model in the world. It's the only business model where you truly grow, benefit, prosper, make money by helping other people to do it. And the more money your team makes, the more money you make. And so the best leaders in this industry are the people who would say, okay, you know, I met Sonia today. Sonia wants to buy a new home in three years, and I'm going to work with her to make that dream come true. And through Sonia selling and recruiting and doing her parties and making that income to grow to buy her own house you know you become more successful because that's part of your group and that's part of your volume so it really truly works if you inspire your team to do the things they want to do and to dream big and to um uh, you know achieve their dreams 
it helps you to achieve yours. If your team's not doing anything and they're not inspired and they're not prospering and they're not achieving, you aren't either. And so it's really an interesting concept. And you've taken it to yet another level where you say you're getting joy and a sense of purpose out of helping other people experience, you know, helping other people achieve their dreams as well. Is that what I... Exactly. Is that correct? Yep, that is, that is right on. Yep. It, I mean, it, it has made such a... Um, it's interesting having that shift. One of the things that I've told, um, I told to one of a group of uh, participants at one of my workshops, this is when my husband was alive, I'm like, you know, the definition of true abundance is not just me winning, but being able to win because you're winning mm-hmm. and being able to win because you're winning. I'm like, now we're taking it out of outside of just what's possible for me. And I actually could win because you're winning. Like, and I could multiply that times hundred. Right. And right. not just win because of financially what it, it means. It's, it's to me, the joy of seeing you win and knowing that, you know, I'm happy that you're winning. Right. And so I'm feeling so it's it's just interesting how you can actually take and multiply abundance in that way. Oh, I love that. Multiplying abundance. That's 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 awesome. I love that. <laughs> I love that. We've got you've got to coin that term. It's really awesome. Okay. <laughs> Multiplying abundance because that's exactly what we're doing and yeah. you know, you know, I've I've said over and over again when you've got a team, particularly you know, we know 90% of the industry it's women. You've got a woman that's, you know, uh, working hard to care for her elderly parent, another woman who loves shoes and wants to do this because she's got a shoe budget, another one who needs a second car to be able to get the kids to school, another one who's looking to buy and own her own home, another woman who wants to do natural hair and wants to start her own salon and is saving money so that she can do it. Um, When you've got people with these kinds of whys and desires, whether it's that they've got a shoe fetish or they want to get their massage hair and nails done every month and they need that extra $500 to do that or they need that extra $1,500 for a mortgage on a house or they need $500 for a car note or they need, you know, an extra 5000 every year to take their family on that dream vacation every... I mean, the woman that most inspired me in this industry was my chiropractor's wife. 20 years ago when I was just getting into the industry. And she said she worked her Mary Kay business um, and she banked all of her profit and she took her family. It was a blended family. And a way of helping them to grow as a family was that the kids decided every year as a group where they wanted to go. And her Mary Kay business paid for that vacation, whether it was going to the Greek Greek islands or Disney World or, you know, Sea World or the Caribbean. Every year they did something different as a family. They booked the vacation time. They went off for two weeks. They had their time together as a family. And she did that every single year. And that's what her Mary Kay business did. And her kids were very supportive because they knew when she was going out in the evening to do classes and knew when she was doing her parties that mom was working towards that vacation for the family. Wow. And I thought, gosh, that's, (laughs) you know, that's like so simple and so wonderful. And, you know, 
it's great. I mean, her customers bought into it. She bought into it. Her kids right. bought into it. And it was tangible. It wasn't a huge goal, but she could put that $10,000 together every year, and that was family's vacation money. I am sure exactly. kids and grandkids are going to be talking for those vacations for generations to come. The idea of entrepreneurship, you know, purchasing or being able to afford a family to do something as wonderful as that. So, Sonia, I just love... Um, love your why and I really hope that our listeners today can take something from it because it's just so powerful Um, and I am just really thrilled that you were willing to share with us on the business of pleasure um, about your why and what motivates you so do you have anything else before we close out today anything else you'd like to share well, I just wanted to um, say that it, it that to me, in addition, of course, to being able to support the team, there's still so many things that for me, the why in terms of being flexible, in terms of being able to have freedom, in terms of being able to really, to me, it's tapping more and more into what is it that brings me joy and how do I do that and using Bedroom Handy to do that. So it is really allowing myself to refine on a daily basis. Okay, so I thought I loved this. Now I love doing that and being able to do that and uh, shift that. So even being able to shift the lane from, okay, I love doing parties to I love actually having a team, I was able to shift it as I learn and grow and discover more about me. Mm -hmm. I'm able to use Bedroom Candy so that I can now move into a more tailored lane for who I am and what brings me joy. That is just awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful, wonderful time with you here, Sonia, on the Business of Pleasure. Thank you so much. And, You're uh, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. And tell us your website for Bedroom Candy if people want to go on and find you. It is bedroomcandy.com uh, forward slash 5506. 5506 forward slash 5506 thank you Sonia and thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the business of pleasure thank you so much All right, thank you would you like to earn free bedroom candy products throw a bedroom candy party find a consultant in your area or join our amazing team of empowered bedroom candy consultants around the country? Or would you like to shop our gorgeous catalog of sexual health and wellness products? Visit us at bedroomcandy.com forward slash podcast. That's bedroom, K-A-N-D-I dot com forward slash podcast.